Welcome to the Automatic Patient Podcast, where we help your dental practice create a kick-ass recurring revenue model. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan and Justin Comstock. This podcast is powered by BoomCloud. Create, manage, and grow your dental membership program. Schedule a demo on BoomCloud.com. What's up, everybody? Super pumped to be uh, on the show today. I got a friend and an industry expert. Uh, his name is uh, Justin Koch. Justin, what's up? And welcome to the podcast today, man. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Glad to be here. Good, man. Just shipped a bunch of my team off to the Yankee uh, Dental Conference. So uh, yeah. it's not as wild as usual in the, in the Boom Cloud offices today, but uh, pumped to be uh, going to another event again. So yeah. How are you doing? Uh, it, was nice, it was nice seeing you guys in New York. I'm, I wasn't able to make it to Yankee. I can't fly right now. A little bit of eye issues, but uh, I'll, sure. I'll plan to get back at it pretty quick. Yeah. Are you guys going to uh, midwinter or any other events? Yeah. The plan is to be a midwinter uh, if things work out, but that's that's the plan right now. Cool. Yeah. We'll be at midwinter uh, at Yankee right now, going to Hinman, really all the big ones this year. So I, I'll I'll go to several of them, but I won't go to all of them because, you know, I got I got a young family and all girls. They want me to home, be at home, so <laughs> I try yeah, to I'm stay at home. I'm, I'm a girl dad too. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. yeah, I got I got two daughters at home as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I got three three daughters, and I used to have yeah. a a dog that was also a female. So I was really really uh surrounded in all aspects with uh, girls. It's my world. <laughs> I got I got a wife, two daughters, two female dogs, and a and a company of two hundred fifty people. And <laughs> of them are women, so I, I get it. It's, it's yeah, my world. That's your uh, world, man. Yeah. World. In, in fact, fun story. My oldest daughter, she's eight. Her name is Lennon, um, and she's a she's she's super rad. She, if you go to our website, Boom Cloud, you'll notice that there's pink everywhere. So my daughter is the one that chose that pink, and I fell in love with it, and now it's everywhere in our brand uh, the pink inside the software everywhere and um pink it was, lightning bolt behind you on your board yep i got a, a pink lightning bolt <laughs> i have pink shoes when we go to events i have like a pink uh, watch band pink shoes and pink phone cover and so do all my employees and it all stemmed because my oldest daughter i was teaching her how to set up like websites and that you can control them and change them and she's like no way and i said I pulled up the Boom Cloud website and because uh, I have access to it. And I'm like, what color do you want to change that button to? And she chose this pink color and it just looked really good with, with the blue. I call it our cotton candy theme, but uh, I loved it so much. And uh, yeah, my daughters are always a huge influence in, in what we do here. They come yeah, in, sure. visit them, my team, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So no, that's awesome. So Justin, you are the... Uh, do I call you founder or owner of uh, Seven to Seven Dental? What do I call you there? Both. I mean, uh, yeah, founder, CEO, founder, owner, CEO, owner, all of the above. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, you started Seven to Seven Dental uh, over in Texas. Uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? How 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 did you get into dentistry? What did you do even before dentistry? Kind of give that story, and and what you guys are doing now at, at Seven to Seven. Yeah, for for sure. So it's a it's a common question I get asked because uh, I'm not a dentist. And yeah, it's very very unusual uh, for somebody to say that they are a founder and and managing partner of a dental organization. 
if they're not a dentist, that's a, the first thing I get asked when they ask me what I do and then talk about my company and they said, oh, you're a dentist and I'm not. So I, I get that question quite a bit. And it's actually quite simple. I was uh, I was working in medical device, mm. uh, doing business development, sales, things like that, oh, cool. running, a, running a small uh uh, surgical distribution company in San Antonio. It was uh, running it for somebody else, which is great. Um, but he made decisions on behalf of the company that were not beneficial to me, uh, ultimately, and I needed to do something on my own. Um, sure. I'd worked for, I'd worked for uh, corporate America for about eight years before, or probably about six years before I started medical device. And and I was ready to do something of my own. My, my friend, my really good friend, Brian Stewart, is a dentist. He had his own practice. Uh, in San Antonio, didn't care for the aspects of management, leadership, you know, sure. decision, being all things to all people all the time. Yeah. All the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, all the things that, all the things that make dentistry great. And uh, so we were just in his backyard over beer. We were talking about, you know, life and work and both of us were pretty disappointed with our work. And uh, so I, I proposed that we do something together and he's like, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. Dentistry seems like a pretty good gig. I said, but I think we can do it better. And he kind of looked at me funny and said, what does that mean? And I said, I don't know. Give me a minute. I'll, you know, give me a little bit of time. I'm going to write a business plan. And uh, so I did. I wrote a business plan for a, a dental organization that was high customer touch, a level of customer service that I wasn't used to in the industry. And it really wasn't there 15 years ago and extended hours. So we're open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, nine to five Saturdays and Sundays. So we're open almost every day of the year. And that was where we got started. And so went to the bank, took out a loan that was way too big for my comfort level 15 years ago. <laughs> we opened we opened a small four-out practice uh, soon to grow into uh, eight locations, about 120 chairs across San Antonio. We got about 250 employees, uh, worked with 30 plus doctors and orthodontists or general dentists and orthodontists, about 40 hygienists, about nine, I think it's 92 dental assistants. And then a tremendous uh, a bunch of administrative team members as well. So, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, dentistry over beers is how you got into into this world. <laughs> yes, dentistry over beers. Yeah. No, I love it, I man. Think, I think some of the greatest things have come from uh, backyard beers. <laughs> backyard beers. No, I love it, dude. That's that's super rad. And you guys have had a ton of success with. Uh, with uh, creating and, and growing your own dental membership plan, which, you know, one of the reasons why I brought you on, on this, uh, the podcast today is because of your guys' success, not only with, with your, with your practices, but what you guys are doing and how you're growing your membership plans. So I think it's really cool. Um, but before we get into that, um, Number one, those of you that don't know what a membership plan is, think like Amazon Prime, but for your your patients, where your patients pay a monthly or yearly subscription in exchange for dental services, savings, and you know exams and cleanings. So if you're not offering one, it's a wonderful way to um, attract and retain patients. But from your your perspective, Justin, why did you guys start offering a membership plan? Because you you started offering one probably before. The, this interest and wave in the industry of membership plans were, you know, was, was what it is today. Right. So what, what was the reason you guys started offering membership plans? Uh, so, you know, for years, we call it an IDP or an in-house dental plan. We've been, sure. doing, we've been doing one since 2009. And what caused us to do that was, you know, we were, we were one of the lucky ones that got to open and start a new business right before the 2008 recession. So sure. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. It, it, 
it proved to us that we knew what we were doing because we got through it. But what we found in being in San Antonio, we had a lot of banking institutions. And that during that time, there was a tremendous amount of consolidation. So what Kobe is the the Washington Mutuals, all of these companies, they were starting to consolidate. And that meant a huge number of job losses in, in sure. our city during 2009. Kind of what's happening uh, right now across the nation. A lot of job losses. Yeah, a lot of tech jobs for sure. But, yeah. you know, so this is mostly banking and we had a lot of banks. And so they were mm. consolidating banks, getting rid of a lot of their employees. And so we recognized very early on that these people were going to lose their insurance. And so we decided to come up with a plan to, it was more of a, it was more of a, a, a bridge for them until they could go from this insurance to that insurance. Sure. But we found that a lot of patients didn't go from this insurance to that insurance. They just stayed on our plan. They stayed. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they got sticky to the practice and they liked what we offered. So they weren't paying the, the premium to their, their next employer. Um, the problem that we the problem that we had with it, and honestly, the reason that we've enjoyed working with you guys so much is that um, we didn't have the technology to track and manage it very well. And sure. so I, I couldn't have. Especially at that you. time. Yeah. 2000, yeah, I mean, 2009, the, the tech yeah. industry was just a baby then. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I, I couldn't have told you how many patients we had on it. I couldn't have told you when any of those people were up for renewal. I could have told you anything. Yeah. And so were you, were you guys at that time? Were you, were you collecting subscriptions or is it just kind of when they walked in, you renewed them? We were not actively, I mean, in some of our direct marketing and stuff like that, it was, it was in a brochure that we had sent out, but it was primarily patients that were coming into our practice sure. that, you know, they came in for our new patient special, which is like a hundred bucks, but that's a one-time thing. And it's like, Hey, while you're here, let's just do this and moving forward. And that was kind of our marketing for it. Cool. Um, but over the years, you know, we got, I, I, like I said, I couldn't tell you how many patients we had on it over the, the years before we started working with you guys, but it worked really well. We, we knew it worked because we, we could, we had it in our system that the patients were there, but I couldn't really pull any data on it. So we knew the patients wanted it. We knew they liked it and they, they liked coming to us. And so many people, uh, you know, especially kind of the, kind of the whole COVID era, you know, so yeah. many people started moving jobs and, and stopped working at traditional companies and doing their own things. And so I think there was even more need for it probably over the last three years than ever before, because, the the job market with gig you know the gig workforce and all that kind of stuff they don't have yeah. traditional jobs where they're getting insurance from an employer so they've got to get it from somewhere and you know open marketplace for dental insurance is absolute garbage in fact dental it insurance is. is garbage at best and so providing them something that gives them the ability to carry it with them no matter where they are or what they're doing they can just carry it along with them it, it made so much sense to me yeah, so you saw the demand, the demand, the demand, and the need for it. I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, over half the United States doesn't have dental insurance because I'm sure most most uh, Americans realize that you know dental insurance is garbage. <laughs> if they do the the simple math, you know, <laughs> on what they're getting in return, you know, and and what's happening, you know, with insurance, the dental insurance industry in regards to the offer, right? It's just a terrible offer. So over half the United States doesn't have dental insurance and you throw COVID in there um, and and just the constant, uh, even the consistent recessions and, and things like that that happen in our economy, the demand just keeps growing. And that's all I've seen over the years is the demand for patients that need some type of mechanism like a membership plan to get access to quality dentistry and, and um, 
and save some money by becoming loyal to the office. I think that demand just continues to grow. And, and, you know, we're seeing, I, I quit, I did a, I've been doing a lot of research lately and I've found that millions, there's millions of searches online every month for dental insurance, like alternatives and solutions, millions patients are searching every day, every month for, for this type of thing. It's fascinating to me that, um, the demand for this is so strong and uh, across the nation, right? So, okay. So you saw uh, the need because of the, the, your patients were transitioning jobs and you're like, well, let's put you on this. And then you realize that it, they retained them on that. And you're like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. And then you started just offering it regularly. And now you offer you, you it's a subscription uh, monthly. What do you offer? Do you offer monthly and yearly subscriptions to your patients that sign up? We do. Uh, prior to moving over with you guys, we were, it was just a, it was a once a year payment. And okay. They got a bit of a discount for each additional family, family member that they brought on, but it was a pay in full. And yeah. That, that was pretty traditional. Was, well, a big part of that was we didn't know, uh, we, we weren't able to, to track it, uh, and bill for it properly because, um, and, and keeping those credit cards on file, you know, we're not, PCI compliant, I guess, because we're not, yeah. that, that's not how we're set up and sure. keep keeping patients uh, confidential information like credit cards was really kind of outside of our comfort zone. And so being able to build them every month was almost not, non-existent. You couldn't do it. Yeah. We just made it, but that, but that makes it to a point where you got a family of four or five, where it becomes uh, kind of outside of the reach of affordability. And so we, we didn't always get those families. And so I really like the fact that we've been able to take it to a monthly uh, annual annual agreement with our patients so they can pay it out and make it more affordable. Do we have patients that still want to pay it in full? Absolutely. We've got some of sure. those, we got Dave Ramsey's and some, um, you know, where everything's got to be in a plastic bag, you know, this is for dental. <laughs> and, That's and, funny. You know, and some, and we've got a bunch of retired patients that, that are that have very fixed incomes and everything is just kind of the way that it is. And they want to pay. Sure. So, you know, and we worked with you guys to figure that out so that we could do monthly or annual, but I would say 99% of our patients opt for a monthly option. Yeah, that's interesting because like if, if I if I owned a practice, I would definitely offer, you know, a monthly membership plan because of uh, several reasons, right? Number one is that it's under the radar payments. You're not like a yearly payment. If it's like $400 a year, like patients fill that, people fill that, right? Um, maybe around a birthday party, or a uh, like a kid's birthday or around Christmas or, you know, where they get that money taken out and it's like, oh, that actually hurt. Right. So that's why I like monthly is because the under the radar um, um, payments. I also like them because they're evergreen, Be because they're under the radar. They, they tend to stay on longer where I've noticed, at least with the data I have on our platform, that yearly subscriptions tend to cancel or churn out more frequently than monthly uh, subscriptions. So I think that's cool that you guys do that. And you guys actually do something very unique in in the dental space with your with your pa your pricing packaging. And um, I was inspired by it so much, and I'll I'll let you talk about that in a minute because I think it's really uh, interesting. But we were inspired by it so much here at Boom Cloud that we actually, for our own service offerings. We converted to that type of uh, model of 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 basically choose your own adventure type model in pricing. That's so funny you say that. I was talking to my marketing director today, and I actually use that exact same quote. I said, we can <laughs> choose, choose your own adventure. That's what it is, right? Yeah. And um, 
we, we so we switched our own packaging. You know, we, we're selling the Boom Cloud software and the Boom Cloud marketplace. So um, our VP is sales, uh, Tyson, who you met in New York. I think you've met him several times, but um, we were hanging out in New York all together. But I remember Tyson coming to me. He's like, I really like what Seven to Seven is doing with their uh, their packaging. We should consider doing that. You know, to sell our software, and we did that and. It increased our conversion rates like crazy. So why don't you tell our audience kind of how you guys have set up your your pricing? Because I think it's genius, and I think it really um, kind of caters to all types of uh, of patients and their needs. Yeah. So if you if you look at the traditional model, whether a practice has a membership or they've got an in house dental plan or whatever they whatever they choose to call it, or however they administer it there's usually a one size fits all option that they put out yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. And, and that one size fits all is typically, you know, a cleaning or two cleanings a year exams, maybe an emergency visit, um, x-rays, things like that at no cost above and beyond the membership fee. And then, and then they sit there and they, and they beat themselves up over what the percentage discount is going to be. Cause they're like, I don't want to give away my services. I'd rather mow my grass <laughs> and do a crown for 30% off. Right. And yeah. so, um, but the reality of it is, is if, if you don't give them something that's that in their mind meets the needs of what it is that they're going to be doing with your practice, then then it's not valuable enough for them, right? And they're yeah. not going to you have you have to have a, a good offer 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month for this membership. And so, but and then and then setting it up as a one size fits all, um, everybody wants choices. Yeah. Now, if you give too many, then then you get uh, you get like. Uh, paralysis, you know, like analysis paralysis from your buyers and they'll choose totally think about it and then do nothing. So if it's, yeah, if it's too complicated, people just shut down and they're like, "Ah, I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to decide. Yeah. I call that the cheesecake phenomenon, cheesecake factor phenomenon, right? You get there too many cheesecake options. It looks like a novel, like a, like, you know, like a seven, 1700 page novel. Yeah. Can't choose what you want to eat. So you know, go to a barbecue place and you get brisket, chicken, or yes, right. So you get like three options, and but it, but what it ultimately does is you set these plans up that are they're going to be mutually beneficial for the practice and for the patient. But it also doesn't yeah. require somebody to jump into something that they don't need. Let's say you've got a patient that has a lot of; they know that they're going to have a lot of dental needs, and so they're going to choose my 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 platinum package, which gives a lot more service offerings, a lot higher discounts, but it's it's considerably more expensive than my uh, than my routine maintenance package, which is basically sure. like a preventative and basic services package. And but you know, somebody who's been going to the dentist regularly and may have and may have just recently you know retired or lost their dental insurance or choose chose to not renew it, they don't need that. They just want the cleaning aspect of it. They're going to come in twice a year and they're going to get their cleans. They don't need to pay me the, sure. the really big. And they don't even need to pay for the minimum or the middle one. They need to pay for the, the least expensive that's going to get them what they need. And we're going to have a patient forever. Yeah. You have, and then you have patients that really have a lot of needs and they know that. And But we even give the option if they choose the least expensive one, come in, determine that they have a lot more needs that they thought they can upgrade to that. So we, cool. we give them three options and it's uh, it's it's better. It's good, better, best. And Yeah. Or low needs, medium high. needs, high needs. Yeah. Something like that. No, I... I think it's amazing. Sorry, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's fine. And, <laughs> and it's worked really well for us. You know, I've, I've gotten a little bit of criticism from some of my colleagues. They're like, well, that's too hard. You shouldn't have any options. I'm like, okay, you, you do you and I'll do me. And, and I found that mine works really, really well. 
Yeah. So let's let's go off off of the data right now because you guys have grown a very successful membership plan. So you you may have some people say, like you said, well, three plans is too much. But well, let's let's look at the data. Is it too much? Because you guys have you know a, a growing membership plan. And what's kind of share the stats with what you guys have achieved so far with your membership plan. What what what's the active members? And I know you have mul- multiple locations. What uh what are the active members? How much revenue is it producing for uh, membership revenue is it producing? Just just so everybody understands, we've been we've been working with you guys since October 21. Yeah. And since October 21, that puts us what right about a, right about a year and a half that we've been working with you guys at about yeah. right. Yeah, like I that. think so. This sounds about right. We we've grown that, and I don't know exactly how many of our old uh, IDP pages. We everyone that was on an uh, in-house dental plan has since transitioned, but sure. I don't know how many of them transitions or were new uh, new members, new patients, or I, I don't have the date on that. But sure, that's fine. Um, what I do know is that in the year and a half that we've been working with you guys, we've had we've we've had twenty. It's just over twenty two hundred people uh, join our membership plan, uh-huh. and that's a that's a combination of of uh, silver, gold, and platinum. Funny enough, with those with those uh, options, I kind of thought people would would tend to kind of go towards the middle. Sure, and they don't. Um, so they go to the I, higher end, right? They either go low or they go high. So yeah. our, it's our the same break, on on our packaging too. I've noticed it's either low or high. Our breakup is forty five low, forty five high, ten middle. Wow! And I was really blown huh. away because I I thought I knew what the consumer would do, but it, it shows how little I know about the consumer <laughs> family, but or their decision making. But what I do know is they needed options, and and this allows them. And so yeah, we're about forty five, ten, forty five, and and we've added twenty two hundred patients. We typically add somewhere in the neighborhood of about uh, 150 to 200 new patients per month. Um, wow. That's yeah, cool. That does include, that does include eight offices across our city, but sure. Uh, uh, but, there, but we're still adding about 150 to 200 patients. And funny, not funny enough. Um, a lot of the patients that are joining our membership are not joining in office. They're, they're, they're patients that have never even been to our practice signing up for our membership. And one of the things that we we have a we have a person that's their sole responsibility is to manage the membership and, and they um, every new member that signs up the, her first job is to call them welcome them to the practice and get their appointment scheduled. So onboard them, yeah. Onboarding, so you have an yeah. you have an onboarding person, yeah, or a new patient, new new membership patient uh, committee. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> right? that's exactly what, what it is because the yeah. one thing I don't want them to do is is join. And, and not show up and then and then get nothing from us and yeah. then like well this is dumb and, and then they forget to call and they're like oh well i see this i don't need that anymore so our our goal and and it's there's been studies that show that the the, the quicker you get with somebody who signs up for any type of a, a subscription of membership yep. and you get them you get them acclimated and on board and moving forward with it the longer they're going to stay on it so that's a big deal for us is making sure that we are the first that you get a phone call from us immediately immediately to schedule um, and get them in our practice. Yeah, no, I think that's really important because I mean, um, onboarding is so critical, like you said, especially in a subscription economy, right? 
Um, and if a patient is signing up online without talking to anybody, it's awesome. You want to quickly connect with them and, and get them in the schedule because a lot of the times we we see that you know member patients spend three times more with a practice than than non-member patients from from our data. Um, and I think it's really critical to get these these types of uh, patients in because of the value they they bring to the table, right? And obviously, it's it's just a win-win for both the patient and your practice. So with that with that many uh, active membership patients, what 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 type of monthly recurring revenue are we looking at here for, with your platform or your yeah, program? Right now, we're we're about eighty five thousand and growing. Yeah, that's amazing. So so yeah, that's 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 uh, a million dollar membership plan. Yeah. So which is and it, like I said, it's continuing to grow. So we're we're really pleased with the results. Um, and you know, my, my director of marketing, he has, he, he does most of the work on, on getting this out to the community, but his goal is to have, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're going to meet it because we're, we're not, we're not moving at the traje trajectory he wanted. We're, we're kind of staying level on the number of patients that joined per month. He was really hoping to skyrocket it, but we're staying very, we're staying very consistent, but it, it, he was wanting to have four or 5,000 members by October of this year, which is obviously we're not going to meet that number, but I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that we'll probably be somewhere above 3000 by October of this year. Yeah. I would imagine what, are, what are you guys doing to, to promote externally? So, cause you got obviously patients walking in and you're educating them. I'm guessing you have signage and your, your team is maybe trained to, you know, talk about joining the membership plan from like an internal marketing perspective. Um, is there any, did I miss anything there? Is that, is that kind of what you guys from an, like as patients walk in, are you, are you, is your team or teams talking uh, to patients about it? What, what are they doing internally? The first thing that we did was, uh, we, we came up with a, with a, a picture that we put in every one of our lobbies and it's basically a bunch of blue umbrellas with an, our colors are orange and blue. So it worked for us, but Sure. It was a bunch of blue umbrellas with a big orange umbrella sticking above all of them. And it says, drop the insurance. We've got you covered. Yes. And we've got brochures and we've got brochures throughout the office. We have, uh, we have televisions. We have two, two TVs in every single operatory that we have. And we use a, a, a marketing, uh, basically like you go to a bar that has like advertising and then it does some, some yeah. entertaining stuff like chive or something like that on the back. Sure. And we do the same thing. And so, we make custom videos and do all kinds of things. And part of that real uh, marketing is going to be for our membership plan and, and trying to convince people to kind of transition away from dental insurance. We don't tell them that dental insurance is bad because that's the last yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't want to talk negative. We can, yeah, we can, you don't want to tell somebody that their baby's ugly, right? And, yeah, and especially like to a patient. Like behind the scenes, like, you know, we can uh, make fun of insurance all we want. But when you're yeah. talking to patients, I think there's needs to be a little bit more class, right? And not- Oh, there's uh, there's always, and you know, when we're talking to patients, we're like, oh, we love your insurance. It works great in our office, but we don't really mean it. I mean, it works, it, work, it does work good in our office, as good as dental insurance can. Sure, right? yeah. No, I like that. And so, um, but yeah, we, we started kind of just internally starting the wheels marketing, but, um, our team, because our team is so comfortable talking about a dental plan, just sure. modifying the verbiage to a membership and having options was not really that difficult for my team. It's not, we weren't adding something, a new layer of complexity that they had never seen. Yeah. Before. It's pretty simple. So that, was, yeah. so that was helpful. We just had to kind of get everybody on board with what the different tiers were, which wasn't yeah. too challenging. Um, 
my my hygienists really like it. My my treatment coordinators love it because you know you can take somebody that's got a you know a five thousand dollar treatment plan and just got a five thousand dollar treatment plan and say, hey, you know, if you joined our membership, you'd save this much money, and they could kind of show them options. So sure. a lot of times patients are saving more on their restorative side with then they pay for the membership for an entire year right so yeah my treatment coordinators absolutely love it they they won't shut up about it to patients that come in that don't have some type of insurance um, yeah a good treatment uh, a good treatment coordinator is valuable be- especially with membership plans because they understand the, both the pains of the practice and the patient and they can kind of use those two to create a really good relationship between your patients that's awesome so Oh, go and ahead. then once we once we kind of got the internal stuff mapped out, we, yeah. we need to start looking at our external side, our direct to patient market. Sweet. So, uh, that's something that we have always done. We've always been a very big on direct to patient marketing because it, I look at I look at marketing much like I look at uh, dental supplies. If you don't have sure. dental supplies, you can't do the dentistry for the patients. But if you don't have patients, you can't do any dentistry. Absolutely. So, I look at it kind of like air where a lot of practices look at it like an expense. I look like I look at it as a requirement to run our business. And so we've always been very heavy in the marketing. We do direct mail, we do PPC, we do SEO, mm-hmm. we do uh, geo-targeting for uh, around emergency care clinics for, you know, like urgent care clinics. We, we're on Hulu, we do geofencing on Hulu, um, uh, Pandora, you name it. We do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we're, we're on our local radio stations, you know, the soccer mom, the top 40 radio stations where we've been marketing with those guys for years. We do DJ testimonials. So all the DJs that talk for us, they're all of our patients. And they Oh, that's awesome. So, and, you know, we sponsor UTSA. We, we do all this sponsorship stuff. And so we, we had a pretty easy time getting it out there. We just, just kind of modify your message a little bit and say, hey, look sure. what we got up here. And it's been very, very effective. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys use multiple form, m- multiple marketing channels, which I would obviously recommend because that's how you grow. There's no one silver bullet marketing channel that's going to work, right? Um, I mean, what I would recommend is you if if you're if you're new to marketing your practice, choose one, get good at it, and then and then bolt on the next one, right? And keep adding sure. uh, multiple marketing channels because obviously could get overwhelming if you're trying to do all of them at once, but from radio ads to direct mail marketing to uh, PPC or Google search ads um, and the, the Hulu commercials, that's actually really creative. Uh, I don't think you see uh, too many dental offices doing that. So that's really interesting. And I would imagine it's digital, a digital advertising platform. So it'd probably be pretty straightforward to set up from what it seems. Yeah, my marketing <laughs> director handles it all from his office. He doesn't, you know, it's it's nothing. He just and we make we regularly every month we're making new videos, and so we've got a we work with a company that does professional videos for us. And so every month Smart. we're making a video about something, either it's a training video or marketing video, or talking about end of your benefits or membership or whatever it may be. And what I think what we run primarily on on Hulu when it's not a specific time of year that we're promoting one thing or another is our membership. Yeah, and how on on like a Hulu type commercial, how are you getting people? Are you getting people to call, or are they scanning like a QR code from the TV? What like what are what are they doing? From uh, there? Typically, we we've got a QR code that comes up on that ad. Cool. Um, our goal is not for them to call about yeah. the membership; it's to go and and look at it. And so 
um, it takes them to our landing page. The QR code takes, takes them to the membership landing page. Um, I don't want them to call at first and say, hey, tell me about your membership. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, we take, you know, we take about six to 700 phone calls a day from our patients trying to schedule appointments. After sure. You said the other. So you're trying to manage that. Yeah. We're trying to manage just ask, you know, answering a million questions that we actually have answered, you know, frequently asked questions on our website. So we encourage them to go there first. And then if they have questions, obviously call, but uh, that's, that's kind of the direction, but it also, you know, it's also very easy for them to sign up right there. It's like, boom, here, you're here. Here's what it is. And now sign up. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And you got you guys have a like a marketing team, right? Is that Travis? Travis is the marketing guy, right? You call it a marketing team. Travis is the marketing team. So Travis so is all things marketing. Right? That's the beautiful thing about marketing, though, because it's a it's a one to many uh, type uh, department or or system in a business. So you don't need a large marketing team, and because you guys have how many locations you guys have right now? Uh, we've got eight. We have nine in May. So nine nine locations in May. And you got one guy doing all the marketing for all locations. So that, that, which is pretty cool. Cause like I said, marketing is a one to many type um, business uh, function. So you really don't need a, a, a ton of marketers. You just need one, one guy who's, one. who's smart. Yeah. A good one. A good one. Right. So, and, and that's the fun part too, is that's my favorite part about business is marketing. Um, you know, and that's my knowledge of marketing. That's how I was able to start my company boom cloud and uh with my knowledge of marketing i was able to scale it just being one one dude at the time right <laughs> now we've got a whole team but no that that's the power of a good marketer so a nice job finding travis i don't know how you found him but uh travis right do i or it's no, right travis okay cool um i i talk to lots of people so sometimes i get names mixed up um one of my last questions I have for you, uh, we didn't talk about this, but I've, I've been getting this question a lot and I know you have experience with it because I want to connect you with several uh, practice owners that have dealt with this. Um, there's a practice up in Idaho that I talk to a lot that it's on our platform and, and they're like, Jordan, we got all these practices kind of uh, very similar to your setup. I think they have a, a few practices and they're non, they're non-dentists, right? They own them. And he's like, we got all these uh, all of our, our associates, you know, our dentists that work with us, the hardest thing that we're dealing with is is getting them convinced on the membership plan because they think that, you know, they want to collect full fee for their what they do, which I totally get. Like, I, I get it. But I am also a big believer in, in if you if you are strategic with like discounting and helping patients save, then it can, it, it will pay way more than than. Um, you know, trying to collect hundred percent of your fees. So you got uh, practices or dentists that, you know, are, have a hard time with the, the, the mindset. And then you have also dentists, dentists that may, maybe associates and they're like, well, how do I get paid for this? Right. So that those, those are the two questions I have for you. How did you solve that with all the docs you work with? It was a very, it was a very tough time of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was, it was, it kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation when I was talking about doctors not wanting to give away 30% because they're sure. like, because, and, and, and I understand the, the initial principle. Yeah. If I, if I, if I get something, if I get a thousand dollars for doing something and then I do it for $700, I lost $300. Sure. But, but what, but what they're missing is, is that a hundred percent 
of the thousand dollar procedures that you present are not going to do it. So if if a hundred percent of your patients always did everything that you wanted when you said to do it, there's no there's no reason to have anything like a membership that gives discounts and benefits and reasons for them to get this stuff done. But what ultimately happens is is that you present this thousand dollar treatment or this ten thousand or whatever. Let's say a thousand for mass sake, thousand dollar procedure, and and we're talking about fee for service, right? We're not talking yeah. about insurance fee, so fee for yep. service. Very few people are going to do that unless they're in pain. Mm-hmm. And if you say, but if you say, hey, here's a membership that, as a practice owner, I'm over the course of a year, I'm going to collect. Now the associate doesn't get this, but the but the practice the practice yeah four hundred dollars, and then but the associates also want they they say well I want some of that it's like well you're not paying for any of the hygiene that we're doing for free so yeah this is a wash. I agree but, so so you say okay well you know maybe maybe ten to twenty percent of the patients will do that so out of ten procedures you're going to do two on the high side yeah so you're sure. gonna get so you're going to get two thousand dollars worth of production. But if you have somebody on a membership who has who has made a personal commitment to your practice and to getting their dental care done, a commitment, said, a the, commitment with their wallet. <laughs> and so they had to pay for it. So now, now yeah. they want to use the benefit that they've paid for. And sure. so, okay, now I'm going to do uh $700 crown. So let's say it's a 30% discount. I'm going to do $700 crowns, but I'm going to do 50% of the ones that I present. Sure. So now so- I'm going to do five instead of two. Yeah. So now in, instead of doing $2,000 worth of production, I'm going to do what? $3,500 worth of production. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot so more. <laughs> I've, I've almost doubled it. And if I, and if I can increase that just one more, then I've, I've more than doubled the amount of dentistry that I'm going to do. Yes. It takes a little bit more time, but the associates aren't paying for the supplies. The associates aren't paying for anything. The only, the only thing is, is a little bit of difference to how they get paid, but if they weren't doing those other crowns at $700, you know where they would be? Where? Behind a computer doing nothing. So it's, <laughs> it's a matter it's sure. a matter of filling chairs with reasonably priced dentistry that doesn't cost the practice money. You don't want to do things that are going to lose you money. But if the associate wins, the practice wins, and the patient wins, totally. there's no reason not to do that. And 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 it's funny because when we first did this, and I got doctors that that are doing, you know, Delta Dental is probably the largest dental insurance in the country. Yeah. I would say. Most practices, even those that don't accept most insurance, many times will accept Delta because they make it so challenging to be out of network with them. Yep, they do. And they'll sit there and they'll do Delta Dental crown fees for, you know, in San Antonio, our Delta Dental crown is $640. My usual and customary fee for a crown is $1,250. And they do those all day long and they've never said a word about it. Mm-hmm. And we roll out our membership plan and, <laughs> and the crown fee is like 750 bucks. And you would have thought that I, that I just stole their child or something. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? And, and so, I mean, it, we went through this. I had some doctors that were like, Hey, no, I get it. I understand economies of scale. I'm going to do more work. I'm going to ah, do cool. Well, yeah. And then I had some that didn't, but they also, the big, one of the biggest challenges that I had is like, look, you guys are acting like every single person that walks through here to do dentistry with you is going to be a platinum member. And I said, but I said, but think about the data behind this. I said, we, we saw, we saw 47,000 hygiene patients last year and 2,200 of those are membership patients. So 
it's a small percentage of everyone yeah. that we're seeing. So you guys are really overestimating how many membership patients we're seeing, but you should want to see membership patients because, and here's the number one thing to get past associates with, because most associates are paid off of net production or collections. Sure. Yeah. I don't have to deal with any other people other than the patient to get paid for the work that you've done. Beautiful. I make an agreement with the, between the doctor and the patient and we collect that money. So that means that you get paid right now. There is no, there is no fear of the insurance company going, uh, that's not in their policy. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, you can't charge the patient. No, you can't do this. We don't no red tape. Crown. We don't see that that needed this. Oh, well, you should have done a, we're going to downgrade that from a bridge to a partial because they are missing a tooth in the other quadrant. None of that nonsense. So everything that you agree with with the patient, you're going to get paid for, but, and you're going to get paid quicker because we're not dealing with third-party payers. Yeah. So uh, we'll sum it up for them. So number one, a membership plan can act as an attraction tool or marketing tool. It allows uh, the practice to generate predictable recurring revenue, which is a cash flow strategy. It it appears that membership plans help increase the conversion rates of treatment acceptance. So it's a sales tool. <laughs> and then um, it helps uh, retain. So it's a loyalty system. And number three, uh, the last one would be a, an avenue to reduce dependence on PPOs. Did I miss anything there, Justin? <laughs> uh, you nailed it. You can, if, the reality of it is. Oh, and a patient experience tool, because you don't have to deal with the the, the BS of uh, dental insurance and the patient doesn't have to, neither does the practice. <laughs> one of the, I would say one of the, I mean, very rarely are our patient frustrations, do they come from the interactions and the dentistry that's being done? Sure. It really comes from some kind of misunderstanding about how their insurance works. And <laughs> yeah. They're in, and, and you know how much the insurance cares? Zero. They don't but care. You know yeah. how often they answer the phone and answer those questions in a way that the patient's going to understand? Zero. <laughs> but you know who always answers their phone? We do. So yeah. we get to be the bad guy on behalf of the insurance company. Sure. Get something wrong. And and a membership allows us to not have those miscommunications. It's like, here's what it is. Here's what your discount is. Here's how much you owe. And we're going to do that for you. And you're not going to get a bill from us later because this is what it is. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. No, I love it. No, thanks for answering that question. Because I, I, I may link you up with a couple of... Uh, uh, practice owners that they may need help with uh, <laughs> their associates and kind of because you you you've expressed your 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 story to me uh, in in New York and I thought it was interesting how you were able to handle that and 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 coach your your team and I think it it requires some leadership skills and I think uh, that that's awesome that you're able to do that but uh, dude I I appreciate you coming on the show and and sharing uh, you know information to our listeners about how you've grown a million dollar membership plan and, and growing right it, it hasn't stopped there that's a beautiful yeah. thing about these membership plans is they're not static they continue to grow and offer more value the more effort you put into it so i think it's amazing so um for all of our listeners i do have a book um that teaches you how to grow a million dollar membership plan teaches you how to think about marketing and a lot of the things we talked about uh on on the show today so go to boomcloudapps.com and i have a free book section on our uh, homepage that you can go to and grab those books um, it's fantastic. So Justin, I, I know you also own a, a, a little company called uh, treatment 24 seven, which is another software tool. 
why don't you explain a little bit about that and direct some of our listeners over there so they can check that out too. Yeah, uh, thank you for for uh, plugging us. I appreciate that. So yeah. basically, treatment twenty four seven. I created this back in two thousand ten um, because I'm just a I'm just an old salesman at heart, and I found <laughs> that the practice the practice management software that we have is absolutely horrific. Any dentist, any any office manager, any anybody that works in dentistry that needs some type of administrative or or realistic understanding of what's going on knows that Dentrix, EagleSoft, Open Dental, all of those, and almost all of them anyway, are, are pretty much garbage. They can't, they don't track anything. <laughs> yeah, they it's have a tough. Chart and a schedule, that's about it. And so, and and the treatment plan that these things spit out was was so confusing. Patients would, you know, I had patients ready to move forward as I would treatment plan them. And then they would see this treatment plan with a bunch of, it looks like they, I may as well have rented candies. I mean, it was they, they couldn't make heads or tails out of any of it. So I created something that allowed us to present dentistry in, in layman terms. So instead of, you know, resin composite, two surface posterior, it says two <laughs> color filling, right? And sure. Yeah. And then, and it took all of the numbers out of it. It took all of the, the fee, the insurance coverage, because I felt that that was lying to patients, telling them how much their insurance was going to pay because we don't actually know. You don't know, yeah. You don't know. We, we and, and you can say the word estimate to patients all day long. But they it still think matter. it's so yeah they don't. How, so we just changed it to how much the patient owed, and you know they're like, well, how much is my insurance cover? And they're like, it's going to take care of the rest. And but more importantly than that, so we we created this very simple uh, treatment plan for patients to use, and we've even improved it now where it's a it's a full from start to finish payment uh, payment uh, platform. So the patient's got a QR code on their treatment plan; they can scan it, make their payments, it identify it lets us know when those payments have been made, so we can schedule the patients, but. So if they don't want to make the decision right in office, they need to talk to somebody. They don't have to call back and pay for it. Um, but it's a CRM. And for anybody that's ever been in in a business uh, environment, CRM is imperative for you it's to so understand the yeah. And Dentrix has no CRM. EagleSoft has no CRM. And none of the practice managers have a CRM. And so um, every patient that you create a treatment plan for in Dentrix, when they walk out of the door, if they don't schedule and do that dentistry right then, they just, they vaporize in, in, into thin air. They're gone. Your team doesn't know how to follow up with them without looking back days and days and days on your schedule, then looking at the treatment, going to their chart. So we created a CRM. Uh, we're, we're synced with Dentrix, EagleSoft, Open Dental. So everything is real time. Uh, so the second you put it in Dentrix, it's back in our, it's back at our side and it keeps track of um, everything it keeps track of who the doctor was, who the treatment coordinator was, all the notes that the treatment coordinator leaves about what they talk to the patient about. It has follow-up. So it will remind the treatment coordinator next time they come in, here are all your follow-ups for the day. And then you can, you can set, uh, the managers can set objectives for them on follow-ups, things like that. But cool. millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that most practices have in opportunities that never get touched again. Until wow. that patient comes back for their six, eight, 10, 12 month recare visit or 18, you know, most patients aren't even on a six month. So it's just millions and millions. And so what most practices do is they're like, we need more new patients. It's like, no, you don't you need to be more effective with the treatment plans that you've already got. Yeah, no, I agree with that. No, I, I think you guys have a really cool product. And in the same way, I think about, um, yeah, most practices think they need more patients, which I think obviously you don't want to turn that off, but the, there's probably more value in, in the existing customer or patient base than what most practices realizes. And that that's why I think most 
successful companies grow is because they realize that they don't want to ignore their current customer base or patient base because of the the opportunities that probably are sitting right under their nose and they already have a relationship with those patients right so it's i think it's just, thing. New, yeah new patients are new patients are a must in any in any business or new customers new patients because sure. you're gonna have natural attrition people are gonna move people yep. are gonna go somewhere else um whatever the case may be but so many i mean really i believe that probably the most mismanaged business in the world is hygiene department of any dental practice and mm, they allow their patients to just go away and 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 they don't it's like they've got a database of patients that that are that were their patient and then just like we'll just keep filling them with new patients and and so it's probably like get them back yeah business. get them back yeah. i know that's what, one thing that i look at being i mean obviously i don't run a uh, a dental practice but business is universal i run a software company and our existing customers, there's a lot of value, um, you know, packed in there and, and offering them new services or, or ways to help them, you know, grow their membership plan is that's how I think of, about it. Like, and I'll let my VP of sales, you know, focus on the new customer, but I'm, I'm focused on adding more value to our, our current customers, right. Um, and learning from them. I think that's, you know, really how successful companies, you know, grow and, and, and become better. So, Man, um, share the website. What's the website for uh, Treatment 24-7? It's treatment247.com. That's the word treatment, the number 24, and then S-E-V-E-N.com. Cool. cool. I'll put that in the show notes. Go check their that product out. Justin, man, thanks again for coming on the show. I, I hope all of our listeners have learned something new today. I always do when I talk to uh, you. It's it's always fun to pick your brain and and see what's uh, made you successful. I, that's one of my favorite things about uh, podcasting is learning from other people. So thanks again, and uh, we hope everyone has a rocking day. Thanks, Jordan. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. We'll see you soon.